Evening guys, welcome to another Wednesday midweek teaching. Today we're going to be continuing on in the Gospel of John. We're going to be in chapter 21. And we are going to be picking up in verse 8, where we left off last week. So before we go, we'll just pray. Father, we praise you and we thank you for your word. We pray that as we go through it tonight, that you would speak to each and every one of us. That we would have ears to hear what you have to say. And that you'd help us to be obedient by the power of your spirit. Lord, we pray that you'd speak to us, uh, whether it's the main message that you want to draw out to us, or whether it's just little things that you want to uh, speak to us individually about. Lord, we praise you and we thank you that your word is living and active, and we pray that uh, we would have uh, ears to hear what you have to say tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. So, a quick recap. The disciples are waiting around for Jesus to come, and uh, this is what happened last week. The disciples are waiting around for Jesus to come. They go out fishing, they go fishing all night, and they catch nothing. And then, as dawn comes and they're like, we didn't catch anything, guys, a guy on the shore is like, hey, uh, you guys catch anything? And they're like, nope, nope, nothing. And this guy on the shore is like, throw your net on the other side. So they throw their net on the other side and they catch a whole load of fish. And at that moment, John turns to Simon Peter and he's like, it's Jesus. And Simon Peter is elated. He is filled with joy. And he jumps out of the boat without even helping the guys to bring this load in. He jumps out of the boat, swims to the shore, and he goes to greet Jesus. And this is where we're picking up this week, which says, verse 8, the others stayed with the boat and pulled the loaded net to the shore, for they were only about a hundred yards from shore. When they got there, they found breakfast waiting for them, fish cooking over a charcoal fire and some bread. Bring some of the fish you've just caught, Jesus said. So Simon Peter went aboard and dragged the net to the shore. There were 153 large fish, and yet the net hadn't torn. Now come and have some breakfast, Jesus said. None of the disciples dared to ask him, who are you? He knew it was the Lord. Then Jesus served them the bread and the fish. This was the third time Jesus had appeared to his disciples since he had been raised from the dead. So the others had stayed while Peter had just up and left and gone to go and greet Jesus. So they continued the work once Simon Peter had, uh, while Simon Peter was going off to go and greet Jesus. And then once he'd greeted Jesus, Jesus is then like, hey, Go, go help bring in some fish. So Simon Peter goes back to go and help the rest of the guys. The disciples continued in that work together. And though Jesus was obviously happy to be able to see Peter, he encouraged Peter to actually go and help in the work as well. Which is a reminder for us how God actually wants us to have a relationship with him. He delights in us having a relationship with him. It, it is this wonderful thing that we can actually have a working, living relationship with the living God who loves us. And so we can have that relationship with him. We can come into his presence. We can spend time in, in the word. We can spend time in prayer with him. But the Lord wants us to also act out that relationship in our lives, not just in being there and praying and reading the word, but actually going out and 
doing things that he's called us to do, to go and be obedient to him. Jesus is in the midst of cooking breakfast at this point, and Peter's so happy, he's happy to be with Jesus, but Jesus is reminding him that, hey, there's, there's work that still needs to be done. You come back once you've helped these guys, and we'll sit down and we'll have breakfast together. How does that sound, Peter? And he's obviously quite happy to go and help out. And it reminds us of what Jesus says in John 14, where he says, if you love me, obey my commandments. Our love for the Lord shouldn't only be uh, obvious, shouldn't only be seen in the fact that we just have a devotional life. That's good, and that's important. It shouldn't only be seen even in us going to church, but it should be evident in the works of our lives. That as we see in James, as we see in Colossians, as we see in countless other parts of scripture, that if we are doing these acts, we should be doing them for the Lord. That they should be done in faith. They should be the outworking of a faith that is within. So he's actively involved in the workings of our lives. So he doesn't simply want us to come and say hi in the morning to him, to say, okay, yep, cool, I've read, read my word, yep, and uh, I've said, I said a quick prayer, and now I'm going to go and get on with my life. But he wants that relationship to continue throughout the rest of our day, throughout the rest of our lives. That it's then something where he is involved in our lives and we are actually inviting him in to be involved in those different things that we have in our day. And we're inviting him to say, Lord, what do you want me to do? How can I do these things in a way that is pleasing to you? How can I do these things? I mean, what even do you want me to do today? Bringing all of these different things out as part of the relationship that we have with the Lord. And you can kind of imagine Jesus is there, he's on the shore, he's cooking. And how would it really look if Jesus is on the shore and Peter just comes over and he sits down while the rest of the disciples are hauling in the fish and he just comes, sits down on the rock, and like, hey, Jesus, so good to see you. How have you been? What have you been up to? And Jesus is there, you know, he's cooking. Jesus is kind of looking over at the disciples like they're all, they're all hauling it in. Peter's there just sitting on the rocks. He's happy to be with Jesus. And that, that's great. That's great that he's happy to be with Jesus. But part of loving Jesus is actually being involved in the works that are pleasing to him. That if he's doing something, that we're actually involved in that work. Like, I think if I come home and if I come home and I see Alyssa moving stuff around in the house, I'm not going to go and just, you know, sit down and kind of be like, oh, what are you doing? Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, cool. All right, nice. I, out of love, I should want to help in the work that she's involved in. Because loving someone means that you're actually wanting to help serve them as well. And I think about this time when I was laying some cabling somewhere and uh, a friend had come to visit and that friend just they were there and they just started chatting but in that they actually said hey can i give you a hand yeah 
sure, thanks. And so then they helped to lay cables, they helped to run different lines, all those different things that were involved in the work that I was doing. And them actually saying, hey, how can I help? Them wanting to be involved in the work that I was already doing was actually encouraging to me. It was a blessing to me. It deepened my relationship with them, not just in the fact of being able to talk while we're doing this, but we are doing a work together. We are both meeting challenges. We are both um, coming up with different solutions to the things. We're both praying about different things. It's like, oh, how are we going to do this? All right, Lord, just give us wisdom. Different things like that. And the relationship is deepened as a result of working together, as a result of co-laboring. It's showing that love for that person in our service, loving him in our works. And that's what we should be doing with the Lord, where we love him in our works, not just in ticking certain checkboxes or in just coming to him at the beginning of the day, praying, reading the word and kind of moving on. And likewise, you notice that Jesus doesn't actually need the fish that they're bringing in. They're bringing in a lot of fish, but Jesus already has fish there. He's already got bread. He's, he's okay. And he's like, yeah, bring, bring, bring the fish too. Yeah. But Jesus already actually has some. Jesus doesn't need their works, but he invites them to be a part of it. Jesus isn't helpless, likewise, without our work, without our involvement, without us co-laboring with him. But he delights in it. He wants us to be a part of that. And that is part of a relationship. That is part of us abiding with Christ. And it's part of him teaching us, part of him discipling us. I remember I was called out as like a quick emergency to come and help fix um, internet somewhere. And uh, I was hanging out with uh, Pastor Dave and Pastor Juan and their families and Emily and Ezra both asked me, hey, can we come help? I was like, check if you're allowed, but I know it would be a situation where it's totally cool, it's just down the road. And they were like, yeah, sure, that's fine. So they both came and I didn't necessarily need them there in order to help fix the internet, but it was a blessing to be able to work alongside them. It was a, hopefully a blessing for them that they got to learn things through the process. And likewise, when the Lord uh, comes up and says, hey, I want you to do this, the Lord's not helpless without us, but he wants us to be involved because he wants to disciple us, he wants to teach us, he wants to grow us, he wants us to co-labor with him as part of that loving relationship. I remember when, um, like the certain time, for instance, someone had asked, uh, someone was kind of doing something and the Lord just encouraged me, hey, go, go and encourage that person. I was like, okay, yeah, definitely, cool, okay then. So I encouraged that person, kind of not really thinking too much of it. But then I didn't realize that that encouragement meant more than I was kind of thinking of it meaning. And that that person was blessed as a result of it. And I was blessed because I was like, oh, one, I'm blessed in the deepening of my relationship between myself and the person who was encouraged. But then also in my relationship with the Lord through that obedience, through listening 
to his word, through listening to what he had to say, and through being obedient to that. And it was encouraging because the more that you are listening to the Lord, the more that you are being obedient, the more that you are going to understand this is the Lord's heart in this situation. This is the God who is living and active and who wants a relationship with me. I'm understanding more as I just spend time with him, as I co-labor in those different acts. And the Lord delights in us helping. The Lord delights in us serving. And we are blessed in the process of that. We learn in the process. It deepens our relationship with him as we rely on him. Because we're not doing these things in our own strength. Like, you notice Peter goes back and just says, Peter goes and hauls in the thing. It's like, there's a lot of fish. But the Lord is strengthening us in each of our works. We're not doing all of these different things in our own strength. We're doing things empowered by the Lord, empowered by his spirit. And when the Lord calls us to go and do something, he's going to be equipping us for the work that he's calling us to do. He's not calling, out, calling us out to do things just in our own strength. Like the Lord speaks to Moses in Exodus 3. And he says, I want you to go and speak to Pharaoh. And Moses is like, look, I am not the guy you want to send anyone else but me. And the Lord's like, hey, hang on a minute. Who made you? Who made your mouth? I'm asking you because I am going to be with you. And that's exactly it. The Lord's not calling us to do things that he's not going to equip us to do. But we need to be willing to go out and to serve him. And we need to be going out to do that in our love for him. Not in a love for... Uh, just in a love for the people that we're going to be serving, though we should be loving the people that we're going to be serving. But our main motive should be out of a love for the Lord. So that even if those people who we love and we want to serve, even if they don't appreciate it, we know, hey, that's okay. I may f want to feel hurt. I may want to even be annoyed. But I know that I'm serving the Lord and that is my main motivator there. So it's not going to stop me from doing it again if the Lord calls me to do it again. So we are blessed in the process of being able to co-label with Christ. And so they bring in the fish, but then Jesus continues cooking and Jesus serves it. We may be involved in the work that the Lord calls us to do, but we mustn't mistake our involvement with it being entirely our work. Like, Jesus already had some fish. He already had the bread. Jesus is already there cooking. Jesus is there cooking it, and he serves it. The disciples couldn't really turn around and be like, yeah, well, we brought in a whole bunch of fish, and it was fantastic. Great job, guys. Well done. It was like, actually, you, you guys helped out. Jesus, Jesus pretty much did the entire work, and you guys were able to co-labor in that. And that was really nice, but Jesus is the one who really needs the glory for that. And likewise with us. It's very easy for us to be involved with the Lord in a task and to think, wow, I did that. But for us to then check our hearts and to say, you know what? It wasn't me. It was the Lord who did that. And I got to be a part of serving the Lord in whatever this task was. It's a blessing to be doing it for the Lord. And it's a blessing ultimately for us 
as we can co-labor with the Lord in these different things. And we can deepen our relationship with him as we're obedient to him in the different works that he's calling us to do and those different works that he's empowering us to do. And so we shouldn't simply be just doing these things and not having a relationship with the Lord. And likewise, we shouldn't simply be being like, oh yeah, hi Jesus, yep, 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 and then not actually being involved in that service. But we should be listening, speaking, and doing. We should be actually abiding with him. That just as the disciples are with Jesus, hearing what he has to say, having that relationship, they're also involved in the work. And so Jesus was like, hey, that's fantastic, Peter. I'm so glad you're here. Go help your brothers. Go help those guys. Come back and we'll all eat together. And what it means is we need to be abiding with Jesus, not simply coming to him in the mornings, having devotion, not simply going to church, but we should be abiding, spending time with him, making every moment as a moment with Jesus, whatever we are doing. That is Colossians 3 verse 17 says, whether in word, faith, and deed, doing all of these things as unto the Lord. So whether we are reading the Bible, that we are doing it unto the Lord. Whether we're praying, that we're doing it unto the Lord. And those things are easy to think about being for the Lord. But then when we're at work and we're filling out forms or we're doing Excel spreadsheets, we're doing these things to honor the Lord. That people would see our character. That people would see a Christ-likeness. That as we share with co-workers, that these people would know that it is Christ in us who is worthy of all glory and honor. That Christ is the one who is glorified in our lives as we do each and everything for him. And as we seek to honor him in our lives and actually to do these things as part of a relationship with God. So I want to encourage you guys in that as I'm encouraged in this myself. So we're going to pick up uh, next week in verse 15, um, but until then. I will pray. Father, we praise you and we thank you for your word. We thank you that you love us and that you delight in co-laboring with us. We pray that we would uh, have ears to hear what you have to say, that we would spend time with you in uh, actually exercising that relationship with you as we spend time with you in your word, as we uh, spend time with you in prayer. And Lord, that as we do these things, that these things would uh, not be just uh, the end of us abiding with you, but they, these things would be the continuation of what we should be continuing on as we abide with you, Lord. That you'd help us in uh, each and everything that we do throughout our days to be doing it as unto you, that we'd be honoring you in these things, and that we'd be glorifying you and seeking to honor and glorify you in each and everything that we do. And so we thank you, Lord, and we praise your name. And uh, we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.